Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Good luck with the most beautiful game. Do us proud. Red alert! They're up and running again. So smooth, so sweet, splendid, succinct, just glorious execution. Guys, all I'm looking for is 60% effort, 4,000% of the time. How sharp was that? Sharp of mind and body. And that's why you see those beautiful tears. Look at his movements. The most dangerous man on the planet. Nobody picks him up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to World Cup edition of Wonder Goal, the soccer betting show from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lebov. Joining me, as always, are my friends, my co-hosts, my colleagues, Anthony DeBundo and BJ Cunningham. But before I bring in those two gentlemen to tie a bow on what has been a marvelous journey through the World Cup, a reminder that Wonder Goal is presented to you by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up now with promo code action to get bet365's exclusive sign up offer in new jersey and colorado bet one dollar on any game get 200 free bj anthony the world cup final is here and as a, as we all knew it would be two teams we might have called them frauds half a dozen times throughout this tournament but that just goes to show you how this goes argentina and france will meet messi versus mbappe griezmann versus the world uh argentina's plus 180 france is plus 180 the draw is plus 200 on the three-way line it's a pick em, straight pick em on the two advance line bj this is not how it normally goes usually it's you know we don't see pickums in tournament finals and here we are uh what do you have to say about the betting odds for argentina and france yeah, I, I would make slant France ever so slight favorite. I actually been projected at minus 124 to lift the trophy. But instead, Michael, I'm going to go more to the totals market. I like over two goals at minus 120. I think both these defenses have shown some vulnerabilities throughout this tournament. And now they have to face, you know, these are two of the best attacking teams throughout the world. Obviously, they have two of the best players in the world as well. But let's first start with Argentina. So what they've done a great job, especially against Croatia, is they were able to create a lot of numerical advantages over to one side of the pitch or overloads on essentially the right or the left side of the pitch, which has allowed their fullbacks to do a lot of overlapping runs, or they're able to switch the play and hit the other fullback in a lot of wide areas. It's why Croatia had to go back to a back five to help on, uh, on the other side of that uh, the pitch to help out with those long balls. 
But and that's great. And it's worked in this tournament. But let's be honest, Argentina has had a pretty easy road to get to this final. And if we look at the teams that they have faced, the teams that have scored against them, it's been Australia. It's been Poland or excuse me. It's been Australia. It's been Saudi Arabia and it's been the Netherlands. And what do those three teams have in common? They're quick strike counterattacking teams. The teams that haven't scored against them, Mexico, Poland and Croatia are very slow build up style teams. And now we're facing France who is, like we've said, very, very passive defensively, essentially waiting for you to lose the ball, and then just quick strike counterattacks and transition, they're the best in the world at doing it. So the fact that Argentina hasn't seen this yet, and if they want to create those type of numerical overloads and bring their fullbacks that far up the pitch, that's going to leave a lot, a lot of space for the best player in the world in Kylian Mbappe to work down the flanks, and Dembele as well, on the right side of the pitch. On the flip side, France... I mean, they've looked very, very vulnerable. They allow a lot of space in the middle of the pitch. And especially against Morocco, what you saw is that since France scored early, Morocco said, all right, we're going to take more chances, go and try to go centrally through the middle of the pitch. We're not just going to try to swing the ball out wide and get it to Ziyech or Buffal or Akimi and just use you know the best players, but we're going to try to go centrally. And it actually worked. They got past the first line of pressure and they pulled France out of position quite a few times. And that's why they were able to create over one expected goal. France has allowed five expected goals throughout the knockout stage. And what has Argentina also done is they pulled Lionel Messi out to be more central in the pitch. And that draws a lot of defenders. You see the photos on Twitter all the time where there's five defenders standing around Messi. Well, that's what's going to happen if Argentina is able to play through the pitch centrally, which if Morocco is able to do it, I'm pretty sure Argentina is going to be able to do it as well. So I think both these defenses have some vulnerabilities. These are obviously still two of the best attacking teams in the world. And this is just a really, really, really deflated total. I mean, only over two at minus 120. I get it. Like people are going to say it's a final, it's nervous, it's tense. But what have we seen throughout this World Cup? Once the first goal goes in, all hell breaks loose. If France scores first here, they're going to be able to sit back and they're going to be able to counter with more open space than it would be at at an even game state. And if Argentina scores first, well, then France can't play defensive and they actually have to come out and they actually have to do something they're not comfortable with doing, which is pressing. So I think this game is going to kind of go off the rails once we get that first goal. And I do project 2.6 goals for this game. So I do like the value on over two goals at minus 120. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that this is going to be a little bit back and forth. France and Croatia, uh, I think everyone expected that one to be pretty you know, low scoring uh, the last final and ends up 4-2. And uh, I think stylistically, I like the advantages for France. That's why I like a bet on France uh, minus 110 to lift the trophy. Think about what where uh, Messi is going to operate. You said it right in the middle of the pitch. Well, Antoine Griezmann has been maybe the best player in the tournament. Him and Chuameni should at least be able to mute him a little bit uh, to, to contend with Messi a little bit. And I, it, it is oversimplifying it to say it's Messi versus Mbappe. But on the other hand, like you can get at Argentina on the wings. You, it, I all due respect to Molina, but you know, I think we'd all say that uh, Mbappe should have the advantage there. And, and even on the other side too, like, Dembele and Mbappe being able to stretch the pitch uh, and Griezmann and, and Giroud to be able to work in the middle. Like, I think that the stylistic advantages uh, all kind of point to France if, in a really tight matchup. So when you're trying to figure out the margins are so fine. So you're trying to figure out where can I, why should I bet France? I think it's, it's like styles make fights kind of argument where they should be able to contend with Messi. They should be able to win the battle in the midfield or at least battle in the midfield with him uh, and out wide there's going to be a ton of success i think for mbappe for Ndembele. they should be able to get the ball into the middle for for Giroud. um i i like both both of these teams i think the defenses are are wash that we've, we've seen that they both can get at be get at uh like you said that the path for argentina has been very kind very very kind uh and the only teams 
you know, when we've talked about their wobbles, it's been, they had a major one against Saudi Arabia. They got the ball behind the defense, but they had a major wobble against the Netherlands. Same thing. Like once they started to try to attack and get at the, uh, the back line of Argentina, they had success. So I just don't think they've seen an attack like this yet. They haven't seen a player like Mbappe yet. Uh, I, I would like to, you know, needle this Argentina defense one more time and, and take my medicine once again against this team. Anthony, I think the only game I didn't bet against Argentina in this entire tournament, the opener, Saudi Arabia. What, uh, what do you have to say here? Argentina, France, to win it all. Yeah, I've kind of been going back and forth on the game itself. And I kind of think, you know, Argentina has probably the edge as this game progresses because I think they have more depth and they do have the slightly better defense. But I certainly agree. I mean, both of these defenses come into this tournament a little bit overrated and they've both played to that at this point and so far. And BJ mentioned the 2.6 projected goals, the total sitting at two and, and you're kind of getting the World Cup final tax that gets applied to a match like this where both managers don't want to lose. Both managers... Both teams are going to play more conservatively conservatively than they would a normal match. But I think there's avenues to success for both of these attacks. And for Argentina, it's the fact that they're going to have a ton of possession. France is going to let them have the ball. And that is a very dangerous situation if you're going to let Argentina progress the ball into the final third and let Messi get uh, touches out just outside the penalty area. And if you look back at who France has played, you could even go to somebody like Onahi from Morocco, Zielinski from Poland. Jude Bellingham for England, all of those players were able to find a ton of space just outside of the penalty area. And none of those players are anywhere near the quality of, of Lionel Messi. So I think that Argentina attack will be very effective. Also Mbappe not doing any defensive work on the left means that Di Maria, Messi, uh, and you know whether it's Acuna overlapping on the right or whoever they end up putting over there should be able to create similar overloads up the French left against Teo Hernandez uh, which I think is another avenue for Argentina to have success. We saw Onahi, Ziek, and Hakimi causing a ton of problems for France there uh, until Taram came on for Drew, and then he was doing more defensive work and kind of filled that hole. I think that's an area where Argentina has a major advantage going forward. But like you guys said, Argentina has not faced an attack of the quality of this France team. I mean, look at their games. I mean, they played a Croatia side that – really hadn't looked great at all going forward. This entire tournament had one impressive showing against Canada, but hadn't really created much. A lot of what they had done was good defending and last ditch defending the Dutch who created nothing for an hour, but the Dutch who also looked pretty lackluster in every, every match, this, this tournament, except for the match against the United States, of course. And then, you know, even to the group stage, Poland and Mexico, two teams that we were not particularly high on coming into this group. Meanwhile, they're conceding two to Saudi Arabia. So I, there are red flags for Argentina here. And I just think that both defenses are overvalued. And I've been saying that all tournament. France has been conceding goals. Argentina has been conceding goals. I still think it's a little a little too low. So I'm going to play over two with BJ. And I also like both teams to score again. I really felt like Morocco should have got one uh, in Wednesday's uh, semifinal. Uh, and still not sure how they didn't score against this French defense. But the, the holes will get exposed again. And like Michael said, one goal sends everything in the chaos. Of course, it could be 0-0 for an hour, but I think there's going to be a lot of high event chances in this match at both ends. Yeah, I think uh, it's a good live betting game for for an over two as well because, you know, those first 15, 20 minutes come by and it's 0-0. Everyone's going to just assume that this thing's going to be a a one first first to score wins. Uh, And like we've been saying, all tournament, these knockout games, they just get thrown into chaos as soon as one finds the back of the net. 
And I mean, that even happened in France and Morocco. Uh, France goes ahead and sure, Morocco doesn't score or France doesn't get another one until much later, but there were chances and both at both ends. So just another thing to keep in mind. And of course, we have to wrap up our World Cup coverage with a third place match. Bon voyage to Morocco, to Croatia. But before we sell them off into the sunset, they'll meet for the bronze medal. Croatia is plus 135 on the three-way line. Morocco, two to one. The draw is plus 240. To lift the medal, to lift the bronze medal, uh, Croatia, minus 138. Morocco, plus 110. Uh, let's real be quick about this one. BJ, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, we have a rematch, right? This is the second straight World Cup where we've had a rematch from a group stage in a third-place match. Uh, and this match had a whole lot of nothing going on on it. It was very early in the morning, so I'm guessing not many people saw it, but it was a 0-0 draw. There was only 0.9 expected goals total created, 29 penalty box touches, and five shots in the penalty box. And in that match, Morocco did not look like the Moroccan team that we've seen throughout the knockout stage. They were very poor in their buildup play. They actually had a couple high turnovers that where Croatia actually created their biggest chances. Outside of that, Croatia didn't really do much. What they really tried to do was get the ball in between the lines against Morocco and then get the ball out wide. And that's fine. But Croatia, like we've seen throughout this World Cup, they just don't have guys who can just dribble past defenders and go create chances. And so if Morocco is going to sit back and play very, very compact once again, I find it very hard to believe that Croatia is going to create a ton of chances. And I mean, they're the Kings of expect not turn to not turning final third possession into any type of chance. I mean, in this match, they had a 1.25 expected threat and they only were able to get 0.5 expected goals off of it. Morocco, I mean, what they're going to do, what they did in the first one is they just, they lived on the wings. They got the ball uh, to Maserawi and Akimi, and 25 of their 26 uh, entries into the final third came from the wide flanks. So they're probably going to do something like that once again. But I mean, let's be honest, Morocco has created over one expected goal in two matches throughout this entire tournament. So they haven't been the best offense. So this total and, and the both teams to score is very, very inflated. So I like, I like both teams to score. No, which is currently sitting at plus plus one twenty-five. I do project it at minus one Oh five. So I get it. Like the stakes aren't as high. So teams might play a little bit more open, but I don't buy that. I think third place actually matters to both of these teams. Um, so I think we just get a nice inflated total from a match. We already saw where really nothing happened. So I like uh, both teams to score. No, a plus one twenty-five. How can you not bet Morocco one last time? We can't, <laughs> we can't let them get away from us without betting them again. I like them on the three-way line, plus 200. Uh, I think a lot of people will buy into the narrative that the game means more to Morocco than it does to Croatia. I know that you can make an argument this is it for Modric and Perisic, and they'll want to win one last one for themselves, for the Giffer, for the Gipper, for the Gaffer, for the Gipper, whatever you want to say. Um, but, I mean, this would be the first time. It's already been the first time we've seen an African and Arab country into the semifinals this would be the first time one uh wins a medal at the world cup this morocco team there's something about it they're you know a very cohesive unit their manager i think is a pretty good motivator so we can buy into all that narrative but we can also say that morocco's been the better team in this tournament but then croatia and I, I don't know if it's particularly close uh you look at what they did in the i mean morocco won the group that they were both in they did draw but that was the first match. Then all of a sudden Morocco was shot out of a cannon and they think about the path that they went through compared. We just talked about the Argentina path, Morocco to get to the semifinal, Belgium, Croatia, Canada, Spain, Portugal. And they got to the semifinal. And then they, they gave 
France all hell. Like this is a this was a really good team, and I just don't see them wilting in a in a match just because it's a third place match. I think Morocco is the better team. There's more to play for here. We will, you know, be very sad when Luka Modric hangs up the checkered shirt for the last time. But uh, it's it it really seems like a, a banger and and just a reminder that the money that you win on the third place match betting on Morocco will be just as green as the money that you win following Anthony's both team to score in the world cup final, Anthony, the Atlas lions one last time, right? Yeah, it's gotta be, you know, going back to the first match of this tournament, the first show we did, uh, we talked about how I, I mentioned Morocco was my best bet against Croatia. Remember that line Croatia was minus minus one ten. Now they're plus one thirty. So you are getting a, a pretty solid adjustment in the market to how good Morocco has been, but I'm not sure it's gone far enough because you talked about Croatia's path. Again, we are about two or three Lukaku sitters away from them, not even getting out of the group and Belgium advancing. We were a very poor finishing display and a heroic goalkeeping display by Brazil and Lavakovic from them being out in the quarterfinals. And then, you know, you mentioned the semifinals. If you think France and Argentina are even teams and yes, the stylistic matchup is different. If you think they're even teams, the Argentina-Croatia match was a hell of a lot less competitive than the Morocco and France match, where Morocco looked like they were very close to getting back into it. Croatia never looked like they had a real chance to score. So I think that there's a clear evidence that Morocco is the better team. Now, the one question mark and the one concern I have, Morocco players were getting injured. Masrawi went off, Aguirre went off, Saiz went off. So we're going to look at a pretty makeshift back line for the Moroccans. But again, Croatia is not the team to really exploit them, to really test them. Uh, with elite attacking play. And Croatia is the kings of defensive possession, the kings of keeping the ball and doing nothing with it and and having the ball. And so this won't be quite like Morocco, France, where Morocco actually had the majority of the possession, which is something we talked about. This will be more like traditional Morocco. We're going to sit deep. We're going to let you have the ball. We're going to look to counter. Uh, but I just think this Croatian defense continues to be overrated and hasn't been very good all tournament. And I think that they could get exposed here. So I agree. Higher variance game. Uh, I'll take Morocco as well. All right, so BJ is on the over in Argentina and France. Anthony, both teams to score. I like France. Then BJ's on the under in the third place match. Anthony on Morocco, and that's how we'll leave it. Anthony, well, if, you one can last find, thing. if you can find possession props, I love Argentina overs in the in the final, and also a good live betting opportunity. Whoever goes down, look to play the other team coming coming back. Uh, I don't trust either of these defenses holding a lead against pressure, and I think there could be some problems for both both defenses in that situation. A nice little parting gift for Anthony going into the holiday season. Uh, yeah, that wraps up our World Cup coverage. It's been a blast. I won't say it's been pain-free. It's been a lot of pain. Uh, but we thank you for watching and listening along this whole time. And we will see you again back on the Wondergoal Podcast channel. Back to our regularly programmed Wondergoal Podcast uh, for a Boxing Day episode that will come out on Thursday, December the 22nd. Uh, and we'll preview the return of the Premier League the day after Christmas. So for BJ Cunningham and Anthony DeBundo, I'm Michael Leboff wishing you happy holidays, happy World Cup final day, and we will see you before Boxing Day. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.